Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Sun Sports podcast sponsored by William Hill. I'm Derek McGregor. Joining me is Kenny Miller. Kenny, you well? Good, Derek, thanks. Had a good Christmas? It was short-lived, but not looking forward to the Russia games, as everyone else is. I think we're both now struggling for match fitness. That's safe to say. I've not stuck to the usual rigid sports science kind of uh, diet over the Christmas period. Just as well, Brendan Rodgers has outlined exactly what he expects from not only his players, but presumably the rest of us in today's paper. <laughs> the old firm game, uh, Kenny, I mean, a brilliant fixture. I think it's great to have it again in the football calendar. You know, Rangers will be so motivated in this game. I appreciate every old firm game, Rangers are motivated. But, you know, the five on the back of the 5-1 game at Parkhead, they will be so desperate to put that right. Could that be a, a kind of hindrance, in a way, for the players? Because they could be overly motivated? Or... Is that the proper way they should go into this? No, I think you're spot on. It's a, again, it's a difficult balancing act for Rangers because they have to be more, more on the front foot in Celtic's face, play with that intensity. But at the same time, the match has to be refereed properly. You can't have Joe Garner simply throwing himself into other players as a as a weapon. I mean, he, he seems to have no no regard for his own health and his own safety at some at some points. He treads a very very fine line, and especially with the kind of cult hero status that he's got now for, for very little, I would argue he, I think will want to throw himself about and unsettle that Celtic defence and more in, more so in this game than any other given what's at stake on and off the pitch I don't think it'll be tolerated so it'll be difficult for Rangers to play the way that I think they have to to try and get a result It's a especially difficult one for Joe Garner because it's now he's now well established as a striker who shall we say, puts himself about a bit. And, you know, the referees, not just for Saturday, are now going to be aware of how he approaches games. And, you know, the disciplinary side of it could really start counting against him. I can understand why the Rangers fans have taken to him to an extent, because he's obviously a wholehearted player. He, he gives his all, but at the same time, he should have gone against Hearts for breaking Perry Kitchen's nose. And there's other sides to his game as well. He does throw himself down. He does antagonise players to a level I'm not sure is acceptable but the Rangers fans won't care listen if the ball bounces in off his backside and it gets them a 1-0 win they'll be obviously delighted but still for me Celtic comfortable winners I was at the Hearts game at Ibrooks, Kenny and Joe Garner gets substituted and get an incredible ovation as he was coming off and I must admit with the greatest respect to him I, I couldn't understand that for me he's a striker who's there to score goals he's not scoring goals and while on one hand I, I do admire his commitment. On the other, he's not scoring goals and he's not looking likely to score goals. And he was the biggest summer signing for Mark Warburton. And here he is getting a standing ovation, or here he, there he was getting a standing ovation. He hadn't scored, but he'd put himself about. You know, the Rangers fans have, you know, they've taken him to their hearts because of that. But does he not have to start scoring goals? He does for what? Maybe, maybe we're missing the point, but I, I just think for 1.8 million, you need more. 
than someone who's gonna. I think he literally just throws his throws his body about. I think he's got three goals to his name so far, but it's almost like we can forget that. You know, as long as he puts himself about, he's doing his job. I'm just not. I'm just not sure his hold up play is good enough to bring others into play often enough to make the case that he's doing enough if he doesn't score goals. For me, he's not cutting it, but I can see why the Rangers fans have taken to him to an extent. But maybe it also says a bit about where Rangers are. If you think about some of the leading front men that Rangers have had over the years. Joe Garner's not really fit to polish their boots. I mean, and I don't fairly, want to be too harsh on it. No, no. He, does, he does put in a shift, but at the same time, as a neutral, um, you can't you can't look at him. I don't look at him and enjoy what I see. To be honest, yeah, I, I have to say again, it's nothing personal in Joe Garner. But you know, if, if I'm watching it from a football point of view, I want to start seeing more from him. I don't want to just see him bullying defenders. And like, I think I think there's. There's still a, a place for that with strikers. There, there's no way they should be giving defenders an easy time. But first and foremost, a striker's in there to be dangerous and to try and score goals. Listen, we have to balance this, Kenny. He's got, he boasts, you know, he's scoring in his, one of his first games for Rangers at Parkhead. And he's good in the air. That's the one thing of the games I've seen that he's definitely good in the air. For his height, especially. For his yeah, height. So, you know, Saturday would be a fantastic uh, stage for him to score. And he does he does unsettle defences. For all I've criticised him, you, you saw that game against Hearts at Ibrooks, two established people in Eagle Ross and John Suter. They didn't quite know how to handle him. They didn't know whether to get tight and end up with a broken nose like Perry Kitchen. Didn't know whether to stand off him, uh, to let him spin. I don't know, for me, Kenny Miller would still be the main man in terms of Rangers strikers going into this one, but there are no, there's no doubt, Joe Garner does have some plus points. For me, the cons still outweigh the pros, though. Presuming Martin Wycorn has come through, the St Johnston game, suddenly found form again, and, you know, going into an old firm game, the timing of that, you know, Wycorn is, there's no doubt about it, he's buzzing again, and on his game, he's another potential big threat to the Celtic defence. I'm pleased for him because... From the outside looking in, he looked like someone in the last few months who maybe just suffered a wee bit in this Goldfish Bowl up here. I think most of us saw the the video that was on the website that went viral with his brush, shall we say, with someone that was giving him grief in the street. And you could see you could see in his face how frustrated he was. That has been reflected on the pitch as well. But I think I'm right in saying he volunteered to go and play in a development game at, at Ross County. And to me that says, says a bit about his character. He, he didn't have to do that. Plenty of other players wouldn't bother, so he's definitely worked hard to get himself back in, in this position, and he, he will ask questions of Celtic. I just think they'll be too good, and they'll have the answers. It's interesting you mentioned that desire to play in the development game, and that's that's to his credit. It shows a right good attitude. You know, there's shades of Lee Griffiths in that. I remember Lee Griffiths a number of years ago agreed to go to Sunderland and play for the development team, and he was out the picture with Celtic and. From there, almost, it was like a turning point for Lee Griffiths at Celtic. You know, going back to Wycorn, he's addressed the contract issues, he's expressed a desire to stay. Clearly, when he's on form, he's a big player for Rangers. I think after seeing all this now, Rangers are going to go and win 3-0 now, for all, for all I've talked them down. I suppose it's a positive problem for Matt Warburton to have to pick between Kenny Miller, Martin Wycorn and, and Joe Gardner, but just compare it to the decisions Brendan Rodgers has got to make. We're kind of looking for positives for Rangers and looking for reasons to, to talk them up but you don't even have to make that effort with Celtic the, their positives and everything that's going for them it, it screams at you it's, it's obvious I mean I suppose Joe Gardner's got an obvious advantage over Kenny Miller and Martin Wagner I mean, he's got a song in the charts the other two that, don't I think some of that stuff's been, been quite funny I, I think some of the Twitter back and forth were a bit cringeworthy some of it was quite funny the, the one that for me was a bit cringeworthy was 
was his slight tackle on a on a Christmas tree, but maybe the less said about about that, the, the better. Right, so we'll, 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 we'll quickly move on. I mean, just from a Rangers point of view, can Rangers win the Old Firm game? They can, but they won't. A- anyone can win a game. Even my Sunday League team could fluke a win once this year, hopefully, but they won't. Your Sunday League team could beat Celtic. Is that what you're saying? I've seen a few strikers in the Sunday League, like Joel Garner, but no. We will struggle to win a game this year and Rangers will struggle to win this weekend. Just can't see it. If they were to win, what would it prove? It would prove that anyone can beat anyone on their day and it would prove that they, they've definitely altered their approach and that they've found a way to win games. But in the grand scheme of things, there's still going to be a chasm between the teams. From a Celtic perspective now, you know there's a chain of thought that you know if they lose, so what? They've got such a, a big lead... You know, the Celtic fans will, 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 will even take losing the unbeaten run because, according to a lot of Celtic fans, it's all about 10 in a row. Do you buy that? I don't, because I, I think you saw in the season that Arsenal went unbeaten. You could see the, the pressure sort of creep in because it's such a big achievement that it is something you, you want to protect. But I, I don't know how important it will be to, to Brendan Rodgers. He doesn't seem to have the biggest ego for that perspective I think he would probably rather bring on some players improve others try different things than obsess about the, the unbeaten run but I don't see it coming to an end this weekend and it's definitely something they should fight to protect Does Celtic have anything to prove on Saturday? No they don't I think the only thing Celtic have got to prove yet is how many team, many trophies they'll have in this team photo come the start of next season but then I'll completely contradict myself by saying I suppose you have to prove yourself in, in every old firm game past few weeks will go out the window the rest of the season will go out the window when it comes to the kick-off time there'll only be one one priority for everyone involved like Sunsport and Facebook for all the Scottish football latest moving away from all things old firm Hamilton Ackies another defeat at Aberdeen I think it's one win in 16 for Martin Canning Ackies are currently second bottom are you beginning to fear for Martin do you think he's under serious pressure now I think we say this every year about a clutch of these teams. The league's fascinating because there's nothing between probably the seven teams out with the top five, if my maths is right. I, I say the same things about Hamilton every year. I always think they're well organised under Martin Cannon. They're very rarely dismantled in games. He just has nothing really up top. There's no one striker he, he can rely upon. The way Koulibaly might dig Kilmarnock out of a hole once in a while, a couple of other teams. So... It doesn't worry me because he always seems to come up with a, a plan in the end, but it's definitely going to be a close-run thing this year. I mean, have the Aki's fans got a right to expect more? I mean, it is a dreadful run of results, you know. I know certainly their home record in particular shocking. I know a few Aki's season ticket holders, and yes, they do exist. Do they have a right to expect more? Or should the manager be under big scrutiny at the moment? I think... Given the size of the club, every the supporter is going to think their club's the most important in the world and they deserve more. But you remember how some Aki's fans were short with Billy Reid when they were flying and they had the McCarthy's and MacArthur's. There always seems to be grumps and groans at that stadium. Maybe it's just because you can hear them, the individual shouts. <laughs> but no, I don't really think they can. We go back to budgets. St Johnson overachieved massively because they have a very, very good manager and a very experienced, committed bunch of guys. I think it's asking a lot for Hamilton to do much more than they're, they're doing. They're at home to Motherwell on Saturday. Big, you know, Hogmanay derby. Canning has referred to it as the biggest game in years for them. Agreed? I'll go along with that, yep. And it's impossible to know which Motherwell team's going to turn up because I've seen, I've seen them a few times in the last few weeks and they seem to 
to veer from one extreme to the other. So it's a game I'm going to and I'm really looking forward to it. It was a big win for Aberdeen over Aki's. It was a necessary win in terms of this ever-increasing, intriguing fight for second place. They've got Hearts at Tynecastle on Friday night. Cracking game. Ian Cathro's finally got his first win. How do you see Friday night going? I think it's going to be fascinating. It missed the fact. I'm not Derek McKinnish biggest fan but I think it's impossible to argue against what he's achieved at Aberdeen but I didn't haven't said all that I did not understand the grumps and groans there in the last few weeks albeit they didn't turn up in the cup final but they had a couple of sticky results it's not exactly the crisis that I think some some people tried to make it out to be Hearts I'm not going to make too much of a win against Kilmarnock because I don't think they're any great shakes it's probably as irrelevant in the grand scheme of things as the previous three struggling struggling games I just think they're two well matched teams and I think it'll be a fascinating head-to-head. I did say at the start of the season that I thought it would, the league would finish Celtic, Rangers, Hearts, Aberdeen, and I'll stick to that. I think Hearts might get a result in Friday. It's a cracking game. You know, it is a cracking game. There's no there's no doubt about it. I mean, if we look at the, the other Saturday fixtures, Dundee St. Johnston, Partick Thistle, Kilmarnock, Ross County, Inverness, Highland, Derby, that's another fascinating game. Who would you pick out from that one, Ross County, Inverness? I think I've slightly more faith in Ross County, but they're, they're, they're getting to that January sales time of year where they seem to change their change half their squad. I just think Ross County maybe have a wee bit more about them, although I do like Richie Foran as a as a guy as much as anything else. I think he's straight talking. I honestly think I almost think predictions are pointless in this in the bottom seven teams because anyone can beat anyone. I think it's a really a state in the obvious, but if someone can scrape that sixth place. That is their best chance of staying up because I think we're going to get to a stage this season where the entire bottom six could go down. Keep bang up to date with Scottish football by following Sun Sport on Twitter. Kenny, you need to forgive me. I can't not mention the championship situation at uh, at the top of the table. I mean, since our last podcast, Hibs have been uh, upstaged by Dundee United. Dundee United go into the weekend fixtures with a two-point lead at the top now and... You know that I think everyone knows all the pressure on Hibs. Does that surprise you that turn of events, or have you seen this coming? Seen it coming. To be honest, I don't. I just think for whatever reason it's not quite clicking just now. I think Neil Lennon really lacks width in the team. It's an area he's obviously looking to address in January because he's had a lot of trialists in. We, we we've talked about the players he wants to to bring in. But they've had key injuries to people like John McGinn and, and Fraser Fivey, but. I don't think there's any excuses to be made for Hibs because they have by far the biggest budget, by far the biggest squad, and they should be doing better. It's probably the the honest truth. Ray McKinnon's done a terrific job at Dundee United. He inherited a shambles. He's got a group to to buy into what he's trying to do, and they they've turned around a, an eight point deficit. So. Hibs really feeling the, the heat from Dundee United just now. Both are away on Saturday. Dundee United at Dumbarton, Hibs at Falkirk. Do you see a change at the top of the table this weekend, or do you see both sides coming out as they as they are just now? I don't. I think Dundee United will do what they've been doing, and I think they'll scrape a win at Dumbarton. And even though Falkirk haven't been firing on all cylinders, it's always a right good ding dong between between them and Hibs. So I could see I could see a point of peace there. So advantage Dundee United going into the new year. Kenny, thanks as always for your analysis and opinions. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.